you know, maybe Coach Capel is the coach of the year for a reason as he helped his team get past Mississippi State in a nail-biter. Welcome to March Madness. We'll talk about the first four in-game from the Panthers, as well as previewing two of our ACC teams, Virginia and Duke. They're high seeds, but is there a lot of point percentage between them and their opponent? We're going to talk about all of that on today's show. You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Pitt Panthers were without their best squad, but it did not matter because it was a help kind of game. You found out who the real Joes and Schmoes were, and they were able to get come away with a W. Welcome to Locked on ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined with Kenton Gibbs as we preview and recap the NCAA tournament. Marches in full madness. I hope you're ready for the cold kit and caboodle because we're here to talk about it for you. Kenton, how are we feeling on today's episode? You know... We saw some very high-quality basketball last night. I was in the gym last night doing the um, the Jonathan Majors upper body workout. Now, it didn't work because my body doesn't look like his after doing that workout one time. Therefore, I would like a refund, even though it was free to me. But I watched this Pitt and Mississippi State game while I was in the gym, and boy, it was a great time. It was an exciting back-and-forth slugfest. That game is what March Madness is truly all about. This, Oh, my Lord, let's get into it. It certainly was bucket for bucket, as well as part of March Madness is showing some new superstars, guys that we might not have talked about throughout the season, finally getting their opportunity to shine. And that's certainly what we'll see today. If you also get in on some betting action, we fully well know that you probably did not have your money on some of these players here at Pitt. But even still, our friends at FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, are always ready to help you win big. So make sure you check them out. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Join them for some betting action. Okay, we'll talk more about that throughout the show. Kenton, how are we feeling about the Pitt Panthers after we're seeing their first four in game? Do we feel confident in them or are we still feeling like it eh, remains to be seen? I mean, they are who we thought they were, right? Like this isn't this game wasn't anything that that, you know, I in in Jeff Cable's own words, this is this game is who we've been all season. It wasn't pretty, but it was beautiful. Because at the end of the day, when you get to this time of the year, it doesn't have to be the prettiest win. You don't have to cruise. You don't have to coach. You don't have to have all the depth in the world and all these players playing good ball. You need enough to win. And, you know, at in this game, that's what happened, right? They, This was a game in which both teams didn't really have much help coming in terms of, of uh, bench points or whatnot. However, Sabande was the difference in terms of coming off the bench and, and putting in 11 points because, I mean, if you look at these pit starters, they, you know, Cummings playing the entire game, most minutes out of any player in the game, knocking down big three-pointers, going, not just distributing the ball well, but also finding ways to not turn over the ball as well. That's the part. That's the biggest part for him that you look at and say was it was important. Every other player that had more assist in the game than him had at least two to three turnovers, at least. Some players were up to five. So, you know, this is a game where you look at Pitt and you say, hey, y'all won. 
That's all that matters. Did everything go perfectly according to plan? No. Were y'all 100% healthy? No. Who is at this point in time in the season? Y'all found a way to win. And speaking of not being healthy, Federico Federico had a knee injury during the Georgia Tech game, and he was unable, very late scratch for the Panthers before game time. And it was also Burton, who was in a little bit of foul trouble, that had to sit down there. And it's, to me, really a part of your bigs not being the number one stars and feeling like you weren't going to be as confident, but no, it was Guillermo Diaz Graham, the young freshman who played 37 minutes, only had three points. And when you look at the stat sheet, you're like, I don't know, but he was able to deliver and deliver. He did when it came to being efficient and getting help with the double teams. You know, the biggest thing about this stat line from him, you had to watch the game to see how important he was. Like if you if you just look at the stat line, you're like, oh my god, this man shot one from eight for the from the field. Like it, this was a bad showing for him overall. If you actually watch the game, you would see that those the few rebounds that he did grab were big time. Two blocks, two steals, very good defense in switching and in help defense. It's one of those moments where I mean, honestly and truly, if you're talking, you can't write the story of this game without talking about um the the Diaz Grand twins but particularly him yeah and I think that also when you look at the fact that they're going to have to need all of their fat all of their key playmakers back healthy in order to really sustain a good run in this tournament it's just I understand that you want people to step up but at the end of the day you have your superstars for a reason so the sooner they can get Federico Federico back in that bad boy it'll be better for the group Mississippi State absolutely had a chance to win the game it's just a three that didn't make. It was a putback that didn't go. And honestly, that was just quintessential. It's just not your day. That's quintessential March Madness being what it is. Right. And and this game was it was tough for me because I wanted to root for Pitt because they're the team in ACC. But Shaq Moore will always have a special place in my heart. Yeah, he'll be all right. It's the ACC. It's for people talking junk about the ACC. Well, we got one of yours. And Mississippi State certainly had a good year. But whoop, there it is. One for the heroes. That's I'm excited fair. about it. That's and, and you have the right to be. That You have the right to be. Again, They at the end of the day, this was a game in which Pitt did what they always do, right? They didn't make it easy on you. They didn't make it so that you were at halftime kicking up your feet. We got this one in the bag. They made it difficult on themselves at times. Some of the shot selection you were looking up like, now what's going on there? But they played tough, hard-nosed defense. They made it tough on uh, Mississippi State at multiple points in time. And toward the end of the game, they were absolutely lights out. There was possession after possession after possession where Mississippi State had the opportunity to either tie or take the lead. And Pitt shut, slammed the door shut every time. Final thoughts here. I think that Coach Capel really proved himself of being coach of the year beyond just, you know, the regular season, but what he was able to pull out of his Joes and Schmoes. Like he what able what Jimmy's and Joes, like you like to say, his ability to allow these guys to, you know, pour into them during a time when they're not used to being in this sort of atmosphere, not used to being a sort of this very high octane game and scenarios. And I think it just was really exciting to see some young guys step up in big ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's what this game is all about. That's what March Madness is all about. And uh, somebody might even make the Luther Vandross one shining moment um, uh, montage based on this game. Not likely, but possible. 
Let's move on here because we have a couple more games to go over, and I want to make sure that we get in the previews of those bad boys. But first, I want to remind you guys about our friends at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Listen, if you guys are ready to get into some March Madness action, we all know that there is plenty of opportunity to win some big money, whether it's three points, whether it's money line, point spread, all the things you can do that not only with college basketball, but with NBA as well. We all know the playoff push is definitely happening. New customers at FanDuel can get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 as bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can be on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. Don't miss out on your chance to get a no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. We're rocking and rolling with Kenton Gibbs here of Locked On ACC. You can find us each and every day wherever you listen to podcasts. Please make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel as we are 1K on the way. Only 42 subs left before we hit that very exciting mark. So you want to be a part of the squad and get these episodes each and every day as best we can. Furman in Virginia, number four, Virginia seed, number 13, Furman seed. Going to be a good one. Popcorn ready. 1240 on True TV. If you've got it, if you don't, it's time to download it. Make sure you get there. We have a, a six-point spread, six-point lead for Virginia right now, feeling like they'll be able to take it. I feel like that's kind of small considering the 4-13 and 13 differential. You know, I, I think that the biggest thing here is that, again, when Virginia's offense goes cold, they go really cold. And also – we have seen Virginia absolutely wet the bed in the tournament before. Like, yes, a national championship is more recent than being the first ever one seed to lose to a 16, but you still lost to a one seed as a 16. And you're looking at this team and saying, well, it's not fair to judge them from that past, which that's fair. That's that's true. But also, I mean, again, you're you're talking about a team that has struggled against some teams that were just god-awful this year. You know, when you're struggling to put put away Louisville toward the end of the year, doesn't inspire confidence to think that you're going to run through the tournament like a Tomb Raider. Louisville catches so many strays on this show, my lord. Again, one of the worst Power Six teams in the history of the Ken Palm rankings for a vast majority of the year. Sorry. <laughs> I think Virginia has everything capable of being the number one team in the country. I think Virginia has everything capable of not being in the tournament pass to tomorrow. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how Virginia can leverage itself to be that defensive powerhouse that everyone alleges them to be. I think it's important for Virginia to be that offense that can shoot threes from anywhere. Everyone's going to have to have a star studded night. I think, all season, we've seen guys like Franklin, we've seen McNeely, we've seen Vanderplas, we've seen um, Shedrick have moments where you're just like, my Lord, ready for the next level. We've seen Reese Beekman do the damn thing. We've seen Kihei Clark and all of that. I need everyone to be on firing all cylinders, at least three out of five, right? We can't have these, oh, if it ain't me, I'm just going to count on someone else to deliver a high-flying performance. Like, everyone has to be flying. Welcome to the big boy tournament. We cannot afford, I know it's going to be slow, but it's got to be at least halfway good and keeping other teams out of position to win. Not only that, I mean, this is tournament. 
the crazy part about Virginia not being good in the tournament is their style of play is meant for the tournament. You play a physical defensive style that benefits from the fact that during the tournament, the whistles aren't as loose as they are during the regular season. That's just not happening. And you look at that and you say to yourself, okay, they play a slow half court game. They have good guard play. They have the most experienced guard in the tournament, probably a guard that is the program all time leader in assist. And yet you still don't feel like you can trust them to truly dust off Furman or I'm sorry, Hofstra is it or Furman? Furman. Furman. Okay. You don't trust them to Hofstra is in the NIT. I don't know why I'm thinking about Hofstra, but you don't, you don't know. You don't trust them to fully dust off Furman and, and beat that spread. A hundred percent agree. And I think that for Furman, what they're going to have to do is figure out how to just keep attacking Virginia. Don't let them take the game away from you, but make sure that you're still making within one to two possessions, right? If you get about seven possessions away from Virginia, count it out, done, have a great night. It is what it is. But if you can keep it close, if you can keep it one to two buckets away from being in the conversation, as much as we talk about the whistle being swallowed, that could be the difference maker being at the free throw line for your team. So I think that Furman has an opportunity to make an upset because of what we've seen from Virginia this season. But Virginia just has to really find its niche and make sure that they are the team that we know them to be. Right. And that's and again, the, the important thing for this Virginia team is the offense. The defense is going to be there. You know, as sure as the sun rises on the east and sets on the west, a Tony Bennett coach team is going to run that pack line defense. They're going to give you problems. But you also know that they're going to have those offensive stretches where you're like, oh, my God, is this high school basketball? What is going on here? Yeah. And so if they can eliminate those moments where you're looking up just like, can anybody get a bucket? Please, somebody do something. They can eliminate those moments. They'll be fine. Absolutely. If you look at the last 10 games, the Cavaliers are seven and three, averaging 63 points per game. And they're a team that's 43.4% from the field. The Paladins are Furman is nine and one. So they are feeling themselves right now. They're feeling like there's a great opportunity to be in this conversation, averaging 82.2 points per game. So they know how to create an offense. Jake Slavin and JPP pukes know how to get things popping so i think it's for virginia it's just please don't embarrass the acc as a as a unit that's all i ask it's it's a clash of styles and and like hyphen wade is saying in the comments here it is a a a moment where again when virginia shots don't fall the defense starts to slip a little bit well i'm gonna tell you this much i think that it's not so much the defense slipping as they have to defend more and longer because a big part of uh, Virginia's offense for a while has been their ability to offensive rebound with all those beings. And so when that happens, you have the opportunity to get back and set up off made buckets as opposed to you're missing uh, a bad long two, and now your opponents are running and, and cramming it down your throat. But I'll tell you what, if that 63 points per game doesn't get jacked up, this team is going to be out of the conference early. I mean, out of the uh, tournament early. A thousand percent. I think my key is here for Kihei Clark. You've been playing as long as anybody can remember. It's going to be a good game series for you. Armand Franklin, Jaden Gardner. Those are the guys. And Reese Beekman from a defensive standpoint, you ACC defender of the year are going to have to figure out ways to win. So nod to them again. It's going to be at 1240 on True TV. Six point favorite there for the Cavaliers. We got another team. 
who's had an up-and-down season, but they're catching fire at the right time. Duke will face off against Oral Roberts at 7, 10 p.m., so make sure you get your popcorn, get all the things done for you're ready for a good evening of strong college basketball. They'll meet in the first round. I feel like Duke is the team that's probably most exciting right now for the ACC because they just won ACC championship. They are a team that is feeling themselves. They are healthy, something that Pitt couldn't necessarily say. But now you say to yourself, all right, Blue Devils, you could go up against your opponents in the conference. Can you go up and win handedly and keep it pushing in the NCAA tournament? What are your thoughts there? I mean, Oral Roberts is a team that always seems to be a massive underdog. Every year, nobody believes in Oral Roberts, and they're always seen as a team that's like, oh, that's we, we're not really worried about them. And then somehow every year they pull off a bunch of upsets. Every It happens without fail, this Oral Roberts team. They do it to everybody again and again and again. And you look at the team this year and you say, can Max Abmus do it? Can uh, Connor Vanover do it? Can these guys, will they have enough on the inside with Vanover and Thompson and Mwamba and Weaver to get the job done against the likes of a Filipowski and a Lively and company? Yeah. And I look at this and I say this very simply. <laughs> I don't think that the Duke guards have anything for Max Abmus. I don't think that they have anything in terms of keeping up with him. If Duke is to win this game, that front court just can't win the battle. They must dominate. That front court must dominate. Y'all are supposed to be guys that are going to be going real early in the draft. You have to show why this game. Because if you don't, if you give those guys from Oral Roberts life, They've got a guy that they can roll the ball out to in winning time and say, hey, go get us a buck, Max. And he's going to say, yes, coach. And he's going to come back with two points and a victory. Duke, you cannot let this team keep it close. You cannot let this team uh, play it in your hip pocket the entire game or you will come away losers. You're one of the hottest teams in the country. In order to continue that heat in this game, you need to get out to a lead early and your bigs have to dominate and be bigs from wire to wire. So Duke is 12 and two in terms of non-conference play. We've always criticized them this season about how they were not able to really get things going on the road or they came up short and especially in conference play. But more so than that, I feel like Duke probably shut us up when it came to the ACC tournament in terms of playing in neutral sites and feeling like the lights were a little bright. Can Duke keep that momentum going? We saw Proctor talk about one more game, keep things for- flowing job not finished energy and mentality is that going to be Duke's same mentality as they go into this one are they going to rest on being Duke or feeling like they're back as the Duke Blue Devils and get caught up and get beat by Oral Roberts again Oral Roberts has the best player on the court I believe the best college basketball player on the court in this game in Max Atmos they have they're going to have the biggest player on the court in uh Connor Vanover and they have their top six Three-point shooters are shooting 34% or better from the floor. All of them play 10 minutes or more per game. All of them. I am trying to tell y'all nicely, Duke Blue Devil fans, this is not a game that y'all should say, I don't need to watch this. I'm going to go head on about my day because I know Duke's going to get the job done. Hold on now. Now, do I believe Duke will get the job done? Absolutely. I believe that they'll uh, have a – I think that while Vanover is, I want to say, what, 7'4", seven, 7'5", seven, something crazy like that, while he is that, while he's amazing at blocking shots, 
he hasn't seen a lively all year. He hasn't seen a Filipowski all year. Um, what's the other gentleman's name on the inside for Duke? Ryan Young. Yeah, his <laughs> offensive game ain't developed as the other two, so we're gonna leave him out of this conversation. But he hasn't he's he's seen a few Ryan Youngs this year, but the reality is simple. If those guys can get to work on Vanover, make the game hard for him, you know, or Roberts is gonna struggle a little bit. However, if they don't, he's standing in that paint and said, oh, hey, Jeremy, nice to see you here. SWAT, oh, Proctor, you've been playing so well. SWAT, it's going to be a long day for Duke. I think that they're going to have to rely a lot on Mark Mitchell, maybe knocking down some threes the same way we saw A.J. Griffin last season, the way he was able to knock down some clutch threes in tournament time. I mean, Oral Roberts is no joke. They're 18-0 in the Summit League. I know the Summit League is not the ACC in comparison, but being 30-4 and four is 30-4, and four, right? You know how to win some games. You know how to win in tough conversations. Duke also has a very inexperienced team. We talk about the life of, you know, having these one and dunners. Jeremy Roach is the only one that really knows what this high octane environment is. Right. And so can he really show his leadership, which he did a lot last season, last year's tournament, and got them and kept them in a lot of great games. Can the freshmen step up who say they don't feel like freshmen anymore? I think it'll be very interesting how that all plays out, especially for a first year coach in John Shire. Yeah, I mean, it's it's easy for the freshmen to say they don't feel like freshmen anymore. But when you've got a team on the other side of you that you're, you're going to be looking at a very experienced group. You're going to be looking at a bunch that's played a good amount of basketball together. You're looking at a different situation than what you've seen in most of the ACC. Even if you think about most of the best teams in the ACC, who were the teams that had a ton of continuity in terms of all these guys have been together two, three, four years, the way right. that this Oral Roberts team has? Right. I mean, if you go through their top players, you've got senior, 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 junior. That's just the reality because, again, these guys, Oral Roberts ain't getting one and done. Sorry to tell you. That's and just people, not the reality. And people try to talk about how the March Madness in the tournament is all about the senior leadership, the veteran leaders, the guys who have been there before, and they know how to be in moments where they can do the upsets. They, they understand that it's not that big of a deal for them to take down a Duke. And Duke is also known for getting beat by guys like Mercer, guys like Lehigh. It ain't like Oral Roberts is very much out of the question in terms of getting the Duke Blue Devils, catching them on a bad day. And honestly, that's a nasty draw. Imagine drawing a 30 or 14, like, oh, yeah, we're highly seeded. We won our tournament. And then it's like, boom, congratulations. You got a team that's 30 and 4. With a center that's 7 foot 5. Again, I think over 20. <laughs> I definitely feel like that's just the way the committee has looked at the ACC. I can't believe I have to root for the Blue Devils, but, you know, I'm rooting for the ACC, so here we are. I hope they can pull it out. I hope they can, you know, keep the momentum going. They are hot as fish grease right now. Don't placate and settle on morals or feeling like you're back. Keep being back, quote-unquote, whatever that means. Keep being the Blue Devils that everyone says you are. Until you uh, get one of those rings to me, if you're a championship program and that's your exceptional season, because I don't think that there's anybody in college basketball right now that national championship or bust is, is the reality. But until you're at that space where you have that ring, if you are a team that believes national championships are like, you know, you need to have one of those every, one, every once in a while, you're not back. You're not. And so once you get that, that's when you can say, we're back. We're here. 100%. Final thoughts, Duke beating Oral Roberts, yes or no? Yeah. I think that Duke edges out a game that's, that's, you know, a lot of people got them on upset watch. I mean, I would say that they're on upset watch. Pack watch for Duke. Y'all own it. Be be careful now. They, they willing to roll up that Duke cush real quick. But I think that they'll get the job done here. 
I think that their front court is just too much for Van Over. I think they get them in some foul trouble and um, find a way to, to win this ball game. I want all five ACC teams to get as far as possible. Clearly, all five can't get to the Final Four. We love math around here. But however we can get it, we already got one in the in the tank. We need about four more to figure out how to win. These two got me nervous. I can't lie to you. I feel like Virginia and Duke have showed fraudulence this season. That can be a little upsetting. So I'm hoping that they figure it out on Thursday because we got some Friday games we got to go over as well. I feel like Miami is going to be a good one, and I just want that to be positive vibes only. So we'll talk about that. Make sure you come back. It's always a great time here on Locked on ACC Podcast. Again, if you have not subscribed to the channel, you're doing yourself a disservice. If you want to – if you want to hear a full recap of any college basketball, though, the Locked On College Basketball Show is giving you all nationwide coverage about every single school. The tournament's going crazy. March Madness is live. Bracket breakdowns and all those fun things. So make sure you check them out. Kenton, any final words before we depart? Again, this is this is a tournament time is exciting for a reason. Apparently in North Carolina, like teachers roll the – uh, First of all, can we, can we, like, cut it out. Is that cut like it an out. actual thing? Is that a thing now? Yeah, that was a thing in like 1997. So it's not still a thing now. It's not still a thing now. Right? People okay. rolling out TVs. We have we have graduated to you know projectors that can online show the actual games going on. It, okay, wait a minute. I think that we're focused on the wrong part here. It's about whether or not the games are being displayed. Like, hey, stop what y'all are doing. Learning activity cease. Basketball. I, I this think, is a hoop state for a reason. Like, come on, what are we doing? Jesus. What are uh, we doing? Yeah, March Madness is a big deal down here. You guys don't watch. Yeah. They don't stop all the buses no. for. No. I wasn't talking about basketball. I was talking about maybe it's another sport. But mm -mm. okay, maybe not. Mm -mm. Baby, we okay. are hockey town, and we are not like, oh, the Red Wings are about to win the Stanley Cup. Everybody, I mean, stop. it's the Red watch. Wings. Uh, okay, no, watch it. Watch it off. Watch How often have we talked about Red Wings and Stanley Cup in the same sentence? Are you serious? The years. most championships of any American uh, of any American franchise, and since and on top of that, they've won three since I've been alive. Since like, you've been alive, but okay, all right, buddy, I'll let you have it. Okay. Anywho, <laughs> all right. the point that I was getting at was that there is going to be a ton of odds on the tournament. This is a pretty big deal to a lot of people. This thing is going to be fun. This is uh, one of the times where. As bad as the ACC, everybody talks about the ACC. Let's go ahead and watch because, again, they said they were terrible last year. And then all of a sudden, oh, my God, the ACC just has so many good representatives of the conference. Let's see how that plays out this year. Must be nice to have a team in NCAA. Can't relate. NC State, we'll talk about you tomorrow as well. Make sure make sure you guys come back. It's always a fun time here. Lots on ACC Pod. McCannis Cooper and Kenson Gibbs. Until next time.